Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It is very important to do your own research analysis before making any investment based on your personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our website or podcast and wish to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. Let me ask you something, man. Don't stop. I'm not finished yet. Do you ever ask yourself? Don't stop. I'm not when finished When are they ever going to stop? Do you ever ask yourself? When those bad boys are going to stop making all that money? What's up, my future one percenters? This is Marathon Money brought to you by MarathonMoneyPlus.com. I'm Cam Jones, the prince of the stock market, a.k.a. your favorite billionaire's favorite thousandaire. You know who I'm with. Kenny Coins, what up? What's good? What's good? Chilling, you know, trying to get this, trying to get this stock money. You know what I'm saying? Shoot, you can't even throw crypto money in that too. Th- <laughs> man, we was telling people, man, when crypto wasn't hot, that's when you wanted to buy it. When they, when when um uh Bitcoin was down there like twenty nine, thirty thousand, you know. I know that's a still that's still a new asset, a new investment vehicle. I guess I don't still know. foreign, right? Yeah, but I think that it's here. It's going to be here for a long time, and it's not really going anywhere. So when you catch a sale like that, it doesn't it it doesn't mean that oh you know now it's over for crypto. Now it's it's not over. It's just it like anything else. It got too high. People take profit, and then it's gonna get it's gonna get too low, and people are gonna buy it because it's a deal. Um, it's the same with anything, man. Um, they said they might they might start doing um, crypto options. I know there's some places that do it, but they're not full fledged. Ooh, like crypto options on Coinbase. I don't know on Coinbase. I know like you can trade in and out really fast on Coinbase on the Coinbase Pro. The problem you though can is set up, they, you can set up stop losses and stuff. You can't. Oh, okay. So a normal Coinbase though, the problem is you can't do like a limit order. But on Coinbase mm-hmm. Pro, can you do a limit order? Uh, I, I haven't. I've I used haven't, it, but I don't think you can. Yeah, I don't think so either. I was using Coinbase Pro. And I can't remember. I, I I stopped using it. I switched back to normal Coinbase because I felt Coinbase Pro was a little bit complicated to use. And I don't remember seeing a limit. There. Yeah, I don't remember seeing a limit either. Um, I know that you can put in. Let me see. Oh. Actually, I think there is a limit. Cause you can put in where you can, um, where you can uh, come out of it, and then you can put in where you can where you want to buy it. Okay. It says it says right when you buy, it, but it's not really. It's just like basically you're selling it. It doesn't really say limit. It just gives you the number to sell it at. Okay. Okay. So that that basically is a limit thing. Yeah, it basically is, but it's not like how you would see on TV. Right. That's probably why uh, I didn't I didn't recognize it. 
Yeah. And but if if crypto goes that route, I know that's gonna be huge because crypto is a volatile thing. The the it'll options be, be, the options route. Like you you talk about if crypto go the options route, if they let Yeah. You know. It'll be more it'll be pretty much like Forex. <laughs> I know because I know some people out there do it. Mm-hmm. I know there's uh companies out there that does options, crypto options, but I don't know how extensive it is. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. Right. I mean, crypto options on just Bitcoin or like almost any crypto? I don't know. Okay. Because even on Forex, they only, if you go to any company, they only have limited pairs. Very few companies that let you trade all the pairs. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't really know. I feel you. Um, as far as the, the stock market, I feel like everything is still kind of going according to plan. Similar assessment to what we had last week. You know, even though, you know, the market made it, new all-time highs this week it kind of it really wasn't that large of all-time high um i mean obviously all-time highs are all-time high but it didn't like skyrocket but it keeps making all-time highs so that's really what you (laughs) what you really want to see um but i do think this stuff is starting to slow down a little bit we coming into um the fall when Sometimes at the beginning of the fall, historically, the stock market goes down a little bit. It might be, it might, to me, it might be a good time to look at like puts if you want to play options on the market right now, but not puts for the long term. I'm talking about maybe like two weeks, three weeks out, something like that, a month max. Oh, because we still looking at, going in the right direction here which is up but we all know the stuff just doesn't shoot straight up all the time and i'm just looking at the s&p right now and what i see is you know over the year when it gets too far above that 200 day moving average it tends to come down a little bit kind of sharp fast and we're way above the 200 day moving average here also above the 20 day 50 day so we might see something you know drop a little bit that's just that's just how i'm seeing it me i see the same thing um i'm i completely agree with you on that one uh but i think we got a lot i think it's gonna go a lot more because it's creeping up. It's been creeping up slowly for a while. Right. So at this point, like I said, I said I said this two weeks ago, it's either going to keep going up or it's going to start creeping down slowly. And that's not the case. The case is it looks like it's probably going to touch 36,000 and 37,000. I think it might start actually looking forward to 38. You talking about the um, Dow? Yeah, the Dow. Same thing. I think the same thing with the S and P. I think the same thing with the Nasdaq. 
I think it's going to start slowly creep up. Like I told you, I think the S&P and NASDAQ are the future, mm-hmm. period. They're, they're very low index. Um, definitely the NASDAQ. NASDAQ was never half the price of the Dow. Yeah, yeah. We're about four or $5,000 away from that. That's how crazy it is. It's not going to be that long until... NASDAQ's at 18,000 and the Dow is going to be, we're going to, it's going to be half and eventually we'll catch up with the NASDAQ. Mm-hmm. So right now, if I was y'all, NASDAQ 100, NDX, that would probably be where I want to put my money in. The safe money. Like I, well, yeah, dude, like, like I said before, $50, a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Put into that is come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yo, we've been saying that when the Nasdaq was at what six thousand? Yeah, five thousand. We've been saying that for a minute. We've been saying it for a little bit. Um I do have to disagree with you that I think it's gonna that you think it's gonna keep going up. I I don't think that it's obviously overall it's gonna go up. That's what it's designed to do. But I, I think that we had a point here. I feel like we had a profit taking point here oh no i'm not saying don't take profit yeah well I, I i'm with you on that take the profit do what you got to do but to me it's like it's not we're not ripping through like we're not there's not six seven hundred point days yeah yeah we're going we're like it's like step by step we're going up slowly you know what I mean? We're not like going through this super fast like the the previous four years. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why I say that. And the Nasdaq has been at the same rate almost since it since it passed six thousand. So to me, I would put your money in the Nasdaq because I think more more likely in five seven years, don't be surprised if you see it higher than the Dow. Right. Right. I don't know if it'll go higher than the Dow, but I think it will catch up. You know, because I think the Dow's gonna gonna kick some of these old older guys out that's really not performing and get some of those high flyers tech stocks in. Yeah, but also it's timing too. By the time yeah, they get yeah. them in, you know, all those things gonna be still high flyers. Right, yeah. I feel you. Man, you know what's what I mean? What's up with our boy Zillow, man? Zillow. So I don't know what's going on with them. They had a good earnings, and they just dropped under the under all the good moving averages. You know, um, kind of in no man's land a little bit. Um, it's underneath support. I don't even know where the next support would be. Maybe around eighty eight. Man, I just think this is like a, and I'm talking about Z, not ZG. Um, <clears throat> I just think this is a super deal right here for Zillow. Um, they're the biggest players in the real estate area. That's where everything is going and going and moving toward the Zillow type of thing here. Um, now they they. If we just look at the numbers, the tail of the tape, right? Market cap, seven, they're only 17 billion. 
Um, revenue, $3.4 billion. And I can't see their income. I can't see what they, if they making money or losing money here. But, you know, $3.4 billion revenue coming in um, on a $17 billion market cap. That's pretty good. Uh, shares outstanding, 180 million, and the float is 177 million. Uh, I think this one, I think Zillow is one that people need to watch and maybe start accumulating. Uh, I know I'm pretty soon here. If it gets down toward like the um, low 90s, I think I'm I'm gonna start you know adding to my position. Because I think that Zillow is one that's getting beat up for no reason. What you think, Kenny? Man, there's a lot. I think there's. I think there's a lot of factors that's probably making Zillow go down. But it's still a lot of things that should be making Zillow go up. Number one thing that should be making Zillow go up and skyrocket. First of all, we're in a housing boom. Yeah. Everybody buying a house right now. So, but also we're in a renter's crisis. Hmm. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> we're not having some boom, but a renter's crisis. It don't make sense to me either. And those things, there's like 3 million people not paying their rent. And then also another 2 million not paying their mortgage. But then there's people buying houses. So, I don't know what is this type of economy, but I guess Zillow must be feeling it on both ends. Mm -hmm. Because Zillow should be up, up. Yeah. I don't understand why they're going down. Um, but this might be just getting hit for no reason. And this might be the time where we go pick it up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's, it's like a safe, I'm not going to say it's like a safe play right here, but you getting it at a, their all time high was 206, $208. You getting it at over 50% price cut. Like 60, 60% almost. About, about Yeah. We're going to call it 60, 60% price cut from just February, February, um, mid February, the highest that it went was $208. You know, about six months later, it's 60% lower. Um, and it's still, it's not like, you know, it's it's a it's a bad business. It's a good business. Uh, so I think that that's one that people should look at um, if they're looking at getting into, getting into something um, new or just adding to your position. Personally, I'm personally, I'm gonna look. If you look at the chart, me, I'm looking at the chart right now, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you this it's about to ball out, <laughs> it's probably more likely about to ball out. And then I feel like the plat, the, the support, I don't know if you're looking at the chart, I'm looking at it like. 
I want to say 87, 90, because yeah, it's at 96 bucks right now. That's what I that's what I see. You looking at Z? Yeah. Yeah, see, that's kind of what I see too. I'm I'm seeing like the the higher 80s. Yeah. Like 88, 87, maybe 90 might bounce off of that. Right. But the thing about it is about support and resistance is even though we see that as support, the best and it's kind of a gamble to do this, the best thing to do is to try to get it underneath that price because it won't stay underneath that price for a long time but it can get under there so if it got to like 85 that's when you kind of want to load up you know what i'm saying 85 84 the low 80s support i feel like is in the higher 80s but it's not like it's gonna hit 88 and be like oh you know and and you know no it's not it's it, gonna touch beneath it yeah right like you right like but it may said, not, not close gonna... it may not close beneath it no, it may not. Uh, so, yeah, I got my eye on this one, man. Now, me, I don't have any Z. I have ZG because ZG is the one where you can, um, uh, you have voting rights. The price is, is very close. Um, oh, the ZG one? Yeah, the ZG one is still very close in price, but I've seen Z hot well, like you know, four or five dollars higher than ZG, and then I've seen ZG, you know, two or three dollars higher than Z. So I don't really, I know Z, they have way more volume than ZG for some reason. Because if if it were me, which I guess I am me, and I did this, if I wanted to own a company, I would want to have voting rights. So I bought the voting shares. Yeah, the volume for Z is three point one million. The average volume is 3.9. What's the average for ZG? The average volume for ZG. Is only the average. The average is half a million. 554. Yeah, wow, that's it. Hold up. So Z is about 3 billion and ZG is 500,000. Not three billion, three million. Oh, three Z million, is three my million, bad. My bad. 3.9 million. That's, and then uh, um, that's the still, average volume for ZG is only half a million. That's still, on ZG, they're doing, what, you know, 500% more volume? Yeah. Four or 500%? Well, you got to remember the float shares and you got to remember the outstanding shares. Yeah, but both of them are low. Yeah, well, both of them know, but which one's lower? That's the that's the question. Mm -hmm. That's the question you ask. Which one's lower? So if if um say ZG has a lower lower volume or lower um outstanding share, you're probably gonna see it always be at the same range. Actually, you you kind of right. So ZG, they have about they got. To about 248 million shares outstanding while Z 180 so it's probably about a 25-30% jump in shares outstanding for ZG so and it just it just levels out right which is still low you know 200 something Million shares outstanding is still low, but it's not as low as Z when it has mm -hmm. 180. So, 
I'm telling man, you, people don't realize a hundred million shares make a difference. Yeah, it does. It makes a difference, man. Like, like we you need to understand that how big of a difference that makes. Um, like right now, you like between Z and ZG, you're like, you're, oh, that's just like a four or five dollar range, but that's because the stock is the same company. Yeah. Now, if you take that and you add it to a different company, you it the difference is huge. Mm-hmm. The difference could be 30, 40 percent. Two different companies. You know? Yep. What you said, uh ZG is 253 million. Uh it's oh no, it's about two hundred and I thought it was two hundred and seventeen. No, it was two hundred and forty eight. Yeah, it's gonna be different every place, and then Z is okay. Z is one eighty. Yeah, that's a huge difference. That's a it's still fifty million dollar difference. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm. I, it's a it's a yeah. That's the stuff we look at that tells a difference. But I'm with you on the ZG thing. I like all. Owning voting rights, but at the same time, um, if you and Z is also down four dollars more, so yeah, <laughs> if, if people, if if you're one of those dudes that can throw ten, twelve thousand dollars, it's gonna make that's gonna make that's gonna make a difference for you. You're gonna you're gonna want to know which one is moving at a higher rate. Yeah, and you know, I. I might pick up Z instead of ZG because of because of the volume and the shares outstanding, you know. Um, I still want to keep my ZG, but I might I might mess with Z this time when I start adding and leave ZG where it is because now that you talked me into this, you know, I think Z might be the better play. Actually, Z is the better play because you got you've got you know. Twenty, I mean, three hundred, four hundred percent more value. My head, go ahead. When it comes down, it comes down. I mean, it, but it's all going to come down though. So, um, you know, ZG's going to come down too if Z comes down. I hear you. Just that. yeah, but I'm talking about it comes down five. Z comes down five, four or five dollars more. Right, yeah. Well, that's, that's the that's the thing with like float shares, outstanding shares. We like it when it's low, but that doesn't always only relate to stocks going up. You know yeah, that that move, really that aggressive, yeah, that aggressive move can be on the downside also. That's why that's what makes those things good option plays. Yeah, yeah, because the the moves is gonna be a lot more aggressive. And that's what leads into the Delta, Gamma, all that stuff that, you know, most of those option players, it actually stems from the low, the low shares. Right. So, um, I want to bring a one more Carvana. Our homies, our homies that I don't have that I sold too early. Man, I <laughs> Thing at um 280 you sold at 280 yeah long, it was mad. a long time ago and i never thought about it again man you can't be mad at that you got it at no, like 20, 20 I bucks remember who gave it to us man i'm still looking for that our person. homie oh his name is his name is um 
I guess I won't give out his whole name. Uh, his name is Abby, A-B-I. So shout you still out to him. You still in the chat? He's still in there. He's still That's in there. My guy. My <laughs> guy. Well, he gave it to us at like $20. 20 bucks. I like, mean, it was, like, it, was, it, was, it was like two years ago. I know. It was more than two years ago. It was like three years ago, actually. Oh, okay. I mean, that's still a massive move, but I thought it obviously it would be better if it was two years ago. But that's still yeah. But but the the thing about it, two years ago, it was at it was like twenty bucks, and it was still over um over two hundred dollars. It's like a hundred dollars a year. Yeah. <laughs> you can't complain about that. <laughs> yeah, Carvana, and you know it's hard for me to predict. Carvana because the used car market is hot right now. Um, but I do think that they are a little bit high right here. But you know, they've got the momentum and the the nature of the business, or I I will say like what you like to say, market conditions are on their side. So it's hard for me to go and against this where this is where lots was supposed to be. That's how I was thinking of lots. Right, right. It's supposed to at least compete on. with them on share price. You know, they weren't supposed to be three, four hundred dollars, but man, they were supposed to they were supposed to be up there twenty, twenty five, thirty. The problem is Carvana already got majority of the market share. One thing that with helps Carvana with the move too. Is what we just talked about. 80, 81 million shares outstanding, seventy nine million in the float. Average volume is one point two nine million. Right. When you got that kind of average volume, you know. Yep. That that's the stuff you got to remember when when you got a high average volume. Forget like once in a while big volume. When your average volume is over a million and you got really low shares, that's what makes the difference. Mm -hmm. Yo, Carvana's market cap is only sixty billion. It's not. It's not that high. It's not that high. Now, now, what I don't like here is they're bringing in the revenue was six point seven billion, right? Which is respectable mm -hmm. on a sixty billion dollar company. But they're losing 147 million. That's a problem. How you bringing in 6.7 billion and losing 147 million? Remember, Carvana would just IPO at the end of 2017. That I mean, I understand. I'm just saying the stock price doesn't match to me. The stock price doesn't match what, How much they're, they're, what they're bringing in. Yeah, they're losing. That's a lot of money to lose on $6.7 billion. That's why I told you they have majority of the market share. Mm -hmm. That's why I said it. They have majority of the market share. That's why I try to I try to explain to people like this is how you need to think from now on. You find a company, 20, 30, 40 dollars, whatever the case may be, low outstanding shares. 
which would mean that the market cap is going to be low. The market cap is going to be low. You know what I mean? Volume is what? Maybe 5-10% of what the total outstanding shares is. I like if I want I like my volume to be over a million a day. Yeah, over a million, but I like to put it where it's understandable because sometimes like the volume might not need to be over a million. Right. And right. you have maybe 20, 30 million outstanding shares. Mm-hmm. And the volume can be half a million. Right. And it'll still and it'll still move. But my point I'm trying to tell them is that stuff like this is what company doesn't need to be. It's making money, but it's losing more money. So technically it's not really making money. Yeah. <laughs> But my point I'm trying to say, the market condition is right. Everybody's buying used cars instead of new. They're making money on car loans because they're making the interest rate. They got a good moat. You know what I mean? Their idea is solid. Mark, They got majority of the market share right now than most car, used car company. And then not only that, they're recognizable. Mm-hmm. So you got low outstanding shares, high average volume. You know what I mean? Low market uh, cap. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's a solid company. Eventually, when this company starts making money, it will be at $1,000 a share. It ain't that hard. Car market is a trillion dollar industry. Used market is like almost two billion, two hundred billion. I mean, two hundred billion of the used car market belongs in the one trillion dollar car market industry. And used cars is never gonna go away. There's always gonna be something that can be buy used. Trust me. It's just never gonna go away. So it and as long as there's more when electric cars come out, it's gonna be the same thing. Use electric cars. It, the, the cycle doesn't stop. It's not going to keep on stopping because more people are buying used cars instead of brand new car because the value, everybody are starting to understand value now. Mm-hmm. Drive it off the lot, the value's gone. I got something to say about that, man. I, I think I want to bring up two things. We're going, we going over a little bit. Oh, just bring them up, bro. Okay. <laughs> bring them up. <laughs> Okay, what you just said about used cars is correct. When you drive it off the lot, you do lose money. But new, I'm I, talking about new. You lose money on used cars right, too. Car, like, uh, just say any car, new car. Because if you if you go to somebody, especially if you're younger, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm about to buy this car," all like the older people, are like, "Oh, that's stupid, man. You gonna buy this? You know, you gonna lose? You lose money, right? When you drive it off the lot." Yeah, yeah I do lose money when I drive it off the lot, but I'm not buying it. As an investment, I'm buying it to drive it, to use it. So if I'm not buying it as an investment, what does it matter to me? If I'm if I'm not buying it and looking to sell it in a month, what does it matter to me that right when I drive it off the lot, I, I might be losing like 5K? Now, I don't want to lose 5K, but I'm, I'm for, buying it for a reason. For a new car you're talking about? For a new car. And I think new cars I, are better than used that, cars. That concept I completely understand. I actually understand that concept. You know what I mean? Is, you know, uh, I, I think people that, when I gave that analogy, it's also a flawed analogy because 
if you just say you want to buy a Mustang, right? Right. Mustang convertible cost 60 G's. Me and you both know the moment you drive that Mustang off the lot, 15 great, 15 K yeah. come right off. <laughs> I was going to say it's going to be worth about 50. You know, like. <laughs> it's going to be worth about 50 real quick. And then the, if you, and, and then if you slap more than 10,000 miles before the end of the year, you can, you can chalk it up. You can chalk it up to 40 K that you probably get back for it. Right. More than what you pay, more than what you paid off the loan for. Mm-hmm. So, I understand, but if you're just buying it for you, then it doesn't really matter. Most people, that's why they buy cars. They buy them, yeah. You know, definitely if you're buying a new car, you're not you're, you're not buying a BMW just for an investment purpose. You're buying it because right. you want to do like BMWs, right? Exactly. Exactly. That's but, why I don't under I don't get why people always bring up the thing where well yeah you losing money when you drive it off the lot well you losing money with any almost anything that you buy you losing yeah. money on used cars losing money on playstation 5 dog right when i when i bought my playstation 5 and you open it you can't get as much money for it used than you can even get if you for it. No. It, the fact that you opened the box was enough exactly all you gotta do is crack the seal that's it yeah it's anything anything so yeah. it, my, you know what I mean? Is anything same thing? It, and then it's it's with used cars too, because you, dude, you're paying for the spread of that car. Exactly. The car might be worth thirty grand used, but man, dude, you're gonna be paying by the time you walk off that lot. You're paying forty five. The interest rate, the dealership making money, the stuff that they put into the car, the taxes. That's how you always pay because it's same thing with new cars. You pay for the you pay for the spread of it. it. It'll take you two years before you actually get to the two years of paying off the car before you actually get to the value of the car, and then that's all going to be depending on how much you drive. Right. Yo, my, so my, my car, last... car got a good model. I just think it it got the reason why I believe it's high. I think it got majority of the market share and they're the best one out there doing it. And then there's no other company that's competing. Yo, there's lots. That's, there's that's, that's the last lots. thing I want to bring up real quick, though. There is another company, Vroom. I know you pretty, you, I know you heard yeah. of Vroom. VRM. Now, their numbers, if I didn't like Carvana's numbers, these dudes' numbers are absolutely just terrible. So Vroom is basically almost the same thing as Carvana. Their market cap is $4 billion. So you would think, okay, they're in the same space. It's high. I know Carvana got the most market share, but this might be a good pickup. Look, their sale, they bring in $1.5 billion, which is excellent on a $4 billion company. But they lose $238 million. So they lose more. Carvana is $60 billion and lose $180-something million. These dudes are $4 billion and lose $238 million. That's terrible. But their business, the problem with their business model is not the same. It's not exactly the same, but they, they sell online, use cars online. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A Carvana does too, and then you go to the little vending machine or whatever. They they don't have something like that, but the market cap is small enough to where it's like, all right, 
y'all should be doing a little bit better numbers here. Um, or maybe not doing better numbers, but the market cap is small enough to say, yo, let me take a look at this. But then when you really look at it, you know, there's some question marks there. There's question marks on like every company. Um, Vroom, though, I, this thing looked like it just IPO'd, man. Uh, it did just, I, I think it IPO'd about a year June ago. 2020. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to tell you something. If it goes down to like $10, I'll pick it up. <laughs> that's what, bro, that's where it's headed. <laughs> I, that's where I, it's headed. Uh, I, I would think like in the mid-20s would be a good good start. I mean, they worth something. Nah. Hold on, in the nah. mid twenties, they would still be about two billion. You took a look. You took a look at this chart. I'm I'm looking at it. I'm looking. <laughs> that thing looks like it's about to take a nosedive because it's already passed. Because the last support was thirty four, and then it just broke through that. Here's what I like about it, though. Here's what I like about it. It's way underneath the twenty day. Every moving average, it's waiting. It took a super dive. It looked like on Thursday. Which yeah, when I see when I see something like that, and then it looks like it wanted to beat them up some more on Friday. <laughs> when I see a super dive past the support, oh yeah, that's when I know you about to drop ten more dollars because that means that you guys must have did something dumb <laughs> and somebody found out. That's usually what happens, man. Because the the um. The census is literally on sale. Yeah. It's not even a buy. The census is on sale. Yeah. And, you know, that was about a $6 dive on Thursday. But when it's only $36, you know, that's like a 10, 12% move right there. It's probably, it's, it's actually where Carvana was at. No, Carvana was a little lower. But than, the market, um, their market cap wasn't right here, though. You know what I'm saying? So when we bought them at twenty dollars, their market cap was something like it had to have been like two hundred million, something like that. Yeah. These dudes are four point four 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 uh four basically four billion. Uh which is so still mean, okay. That means the outstanding share can be right. The the out their outstanding shares is is only hundred thirty five million, but you figure Carvana's was like No, no, then that's correct. Because Carvana is eighty-seven million, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's correct. That's almost double. Because car, I like. I feel like Carvana was a lot lower when we in twenty eighteen. In twenty eighteen, yeah. yeah, Carvana was only like seventeen dollars. That makes more sense. Mm -hmm. And then the when it first IPO, they I actually IPO the same way Carlot, not the same way, but same price as Carlot's, and that was eight dollars. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was like, my mindset with Carlot's was the same. It was like, yo, same price, eight dollars. Um, they're just doing um that merger spec. Carvana's actually IPOing. You know what I mean? So I'm like, man, it's like, yo, whoever got Carvetta at eight bucks, bro, bless you. You, you were blessed. <laughs> you were blessed. And if you kept it, you were blessed because there's very few stocks where you get at eight bucks and it rides up to 360. 
Yeah. Very few. Even if you caught it at the the high that day, like twelve, that first that first month, right? You know what I mean. So that's what I'm saying. So I'm I'm looking at Vroom. That's what I'm telling you. Like Vroom never Vroom never been Vroom when Vroom IPO. The lowest was thirty eight. So they started off high, mm-hmm. and they went up to. Cause I think everybody thought there was probably be a Carvana, so they went up to sixty-eight, right? Sixty-nine doubled, and I'm that like I tell you, they're on their way down. Cause they only been it's been a whole year. You're coming down, man. They're, I'm telling you, keep room on your list if you can catch them between ten and fifteen dollars. That's a must it, buy, a solid, huh? It's a must buy. Right there. It's a must buy. Because at the end of the day, outstanding shares is 135 million. Average volume is 2.55 million. That's pretty good. Um so and my, we know we know the used car market is two, three hundred billion dollars. So they're at the bottom of that. Yeah. Vroom might be a pick. But at but personally, Froom's a pick at fifteen to twenty. Yeah. Catch it at ten, you you blessed. Yeah. <laughs> you blessed. So man, um, we gonna wrap it up right there. Um, you can find me anywhere at Camboni one one C A M B O N I one one on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Stock Twits. Um, I forgot Snapchat stuff like that. Um, <laughs> where can they find you, Kenny? Kenny Collin twenty three on Instagram. Kendrick Collin two ends in the middle. Um, uh, on Twitter, I don't even know why I did a little gang sign right here without doing it. I know y'all can't see that when I did that. <laughs> but seriously, I appreciate the love. Thanks for um. Thanks for listening to us. I see the uh, Spotify is getting bigger on. Um, I see our podcast getting bigger on Spotify as other podcasters. Um, 900% more people listen to the podcast last year, but I think that was due because they were at home. Yeah, yeah. So, but we appreciate the love. Hey, if you're not on Marathon Money Plus, yo, go ahead and go ahead and join. Go ahead and get over there. Go ahead and, you know, it's $5. ain't nothing much, you know. Right. So drop it a bucket. Right. You know. All right, go get that, Go get that free money. It's not really free, but go get that. Go get that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right. Peace. Peace.